Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Reading from the New Living Translation, if you have a device. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. And I'm going to need, uh, can I, Hermes Edwin, because we have two Edwins here. I'd like to borrow you in a moment. Is that all right? Okay, good. Moses carefully explained the Lord's instructions as follows. God said, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to move on. And that song fits so well. Tell somebody next to you, it's time to move on. And tell them, go, go. go, go. Amen. Amen. Time to move on. Anybody feel that right there? Anybody says it's time to move on? It's time to get going. Tired of being stuck. Go, go all the way to the great Euphrates River. Look, I am giving all this land to you. Go in and occupy it for it is the land that is, it is the place the Lord promised to give. Joshua chapter one, verses one to nine. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Moses' servant. He said, the time has come for you to lead these people into the land, into the place I am giving them. I promise you, wherever you set your feet, I think it's time to anoint our feet again. Wherever you set your feet, you will be on the land or in the place I've given you. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you. I will not fail you. I, the Lord, will not abandon you. Somebody needs to hear that. Be strong and very courageous. You know, my name means, uh, Brian means strong and courageous. It really does. And so every once in a while, I'll read this and I'll read it like this. Be Brian and be very Brian. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate. Deviate. D meaning away from and via means the way. Do not go away from them. That is the instructions of the Lord. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Not some things, everything. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. This book of instruction being the word of God, being the Bible, being the Torah. Uh, meditate on it day and night so you will be sure, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. In it. Only then, that is, when you meditate on the word day and night, only then you will be or you will prosper and 
succeed in everything or in all that you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Tell somebody, don't be discouraged. Amen. I, I don't think they liked your voice. So turn to somebody else and say, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. I think I need to say that again because your faces are not. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. I, I want to speak to you on a subject. Enter here. Enter here. Enter here. Father, I pray that the Lord of our God, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of our understanding and the eyes of our heart be enlightened that we would know what is the hope of your calling, what is the rich and glorious inheritance you have in us, the saints. And we pray that you, we will understand the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. Lord, I ask you that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power so that people's faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you about enter here. Enter here. Uh, I was going, I was driving my car and getting on to, I think it was Route 93. 93 South. And I see this sign saying, enter here as I'm turning. And obviously there's two choices. There is the way to enter to the right. And then there's the way to enter to the left. Now, my thoughts is, is that there was probably no sign there once upon a time. Until somebody decided, are you, are you hearing me? To enter into the left way instead of the right way. Okay. And so, uh, I imagine that somebody probably entered to the left way. And if you enter on the right way, then there's smooth sailing as long as you enter here. However, if you enter into the left way, uh, something bad is going to happen because the way you're ex entering to the left is the way that cars are exiting off of the highway. So in other words, instead of going on your jolly old way, you are headed for a collision. You are headed for a bad collision because they're probably coming off a whole lot quicker and faster than you are entering the wrong way. And so uh, when we're talking about enter here, Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, it, it is it is a Greek word that's called uh, a second law, meaning not so much a second law in a sense when we're talking about the Torah the, or the law of Moses, not a second law in, in, in a sense that this is part two, but second mean it's a repeated law, meaning that the book of Deuteronomy, though it has over 30 chapters, the, the, the chronological or historical time that it covers is about a month to 40 days. 
And it is because Moses is uh, now speaking to a second generation because the first generation, uh, it was prophesied over the first generation that they were going to be killed in the prom- in the wilderness for not trusting in the promises of God. And, and the Lord said to them, your children who you said are going to be destroyed by giants, they are going to enter in. So now between Numbers chapter 14 and Deuteronomy chapter 1 is about 40 to 45 years. So all that generation dies, and now those who are 20 years and older, now they are grown up, and now they are 40 to 45, with the exception of Joshua and uh, Caleb, and of course at this point, Moses. So now Moses is explaining to the, to the generation, this new generation, this new generation, these millennials, about what it's going to take to enter into the promised land so you don't mess up like the previous generation. Not to say that we baby boomers have messed up because I'm a, I'm a Joshua and I'm a Caleb. I don't know about you. You have to speak for yourself. So anyways, so now, uh, they're about to enter and Moses spends the whole book of Deuteronomy getting this generation ready to enter. And then now we get into Joshua, which is about a month, two months later. And now Joshua is the new leader. He takes over uh, uh, after Moses. And now he is getting this generation ready to enter in. And and so when we're saying enter here, it, we're talking about enter where? What, what's here? Enter here. This is the way that we enter into the promises of God. Are you following me so far? And that is why it is so important that we uh, we have been teaching from the book 30 Days to Understanding the Bible for, by Max Anders. And for the last, well, for this entire year, we've been talking about, uh, we covered four areas. We covered doctrine. We've covered the doctrine of scriptures. We covered the doctrine of uh, God. And we covered the doctrine of Christ. And it's very important to understand that doctrine determines where you're going. Are you following me? You, you may not understand it, but every home has a doctrine. Doctrine influences everything you do. You have been, I'll put it this way, you have been from the time you were born indoctrinated. So when we talked about doctrine, come here, Edwin, sir. We talked about the fact that, yeah, so it's a nice tie. You're the second person to say that, okay? And so uh, we're talking about doctrine. Can you tie a tie? Very good. Excellent. I think this is a nice tie. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, so I want you to tie that tie because we used to help you to remember doctrine, we use the word TIE. The acronym TIE. T-I-E. T-I-E. And so the word doctrine, anybody remember T stands for what? Teaching. Very good. Oh, you don't. Good. Good. Oh. Boo. Okay. Jesus, have mercy. Thank you, sir. 
Let the record be recorded that it was on the screen and they're cheating. <laughs> but we said that doctrine means teaching, instruction, and education. Teaching, instruction, and education. Of course, the, you may not realize that the word education comes from two Latin words, e, which means out, and ducio, which means to lead. So your education leads you out wherever you're going. Are, are you following me so far? And uh, so we have a doctrine. It means teaching. It means instruction. And it means education. Are you following me so far? And we said that doctrine does two things. Number one. Doctrine, that looks very good. Come over here, sir. So doctrine does two things. Number one, doctrine decorates. It decorates, like this tie, it decorates. In other words, when, you, when you're raised under good teaching, it decorates. It decorates. So, for example, uh, many of you remember that, uh, it's probably baby boomers, uh, remember that, that, if if you messed up in the neighborhood, are you following me? And somebody in the neighborhood, some parent in the neighborhood said, you did such and such and so and so. Depending on who you are, they may be close enough that they can whip you. Okay. Okay. Somebody said, I know you're talking about. And then after you get home, you get another whooping. Not a, not a spanking. Not a timeout, but not even a, a whipping, a whooping. Anybody ever get a whooping before, okay? Okay, okay, okay. And, and the second, the first whooping was because of what you did, okay? Okay, the second whooping is because you disgraced the name of the family. <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> you disgrace the name of the family on the other hand when a child does well because a child has behaved properly that child decorates the family because of the doctrine are you following me so doctrine decorates when you're under good it decorates. Are you following me? For example, um, I've been taught that when you, when you're with a woman, no matter who they are, whether you know them or not, you open the door for them. Okay, that's doctrine. Are you following me? And it's always amazing how you know I'll I'll be going to one of these nice malls, but I'm dressed like like. No, I'm I'm dressed. Uh, let me see. I'm dressed uh, like an urban fellow, and so I'll walk by, and of course, you know, ladies kind of looking at me. And as I walk, I hurry by them, and then I open the door. And I, I'm always thrilled because I have on my leather coat hat on backwards, and and I open the door for them, and I'm all I just want to see the look on their face. It's like oh. <laughs> Like they were not expecting that. But that's doctrine. I, I've been taught that to open a door for 
you know, a woman, whether no matter how old they are, I've been taught that. See, right, even right now, I'm indoctrinating the young men. I've been taught that, that you open the door for a lady. You don't walk through first. You open, what if you know them? What if you don't know them? Doesn't matter. You open the door. See? Okay. You mothers need to give me a gift after all this. Okay. I've been taught that. Doctrine not simply decorates, but doctrine also disciplines. Because at the same time, I can say, oh, this is a nice time to decorate, but at the same time, I, I can pull him. Come on, you're a strong man. Go that way. <laughs> See, doctrine disciplines. Doctrine disciplines. Thank you very much. You, you can keep that tie. People are like, I like this church. The teaching, the instruction, the education of the word of God, it will, it will decorate you. It will decorate you. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I want to be around people who are joyful. Okay? The fruit of the spirit is peace. I want to be around people who are peaceful. I don't want to be around folks who are freaking out all the time. Oh, the sun's out. I don't know what I'm going to do. We could get a sunburn. Oh, it's raining. I don't know what we're going to do. I'll get my hair all resting. You know how... Anyways, I, was... I, I don't want to be around somebody like that, but the, but the doctrine will decorate you. The Bible says, let not any evil or filthy communication come out of your mouth. So, again, this doctrine will keep your mouth pure. Amen. Even on a basketball court, praise the Lord. Um, let me just look straight. But it also disciplines. I find it interesting that the last three times the word doctrine is mentioned in the Scripture, it is mentioned in the book of Revelation, only three times, and it speaks to false doctrine that can really mess people up. There are three doctrines that are spoken about in the book of Revelation, particularly chapter 2, verses 14 and 20. Number one, uh, it is interesting that the writer is, or this is John the Apostle's uh, vision, and, and the Lord says to him in a vision to write this letter to the angel of the church. And there's seven churches. And when you're talking about the angel, the word angel means messenger. And But what he's talking about is write this letter to the pastor of the church because he's the one who is responsible for the doctrine. And, and the doctrine that he teaches, it's either going to decorate or make not so pretty. It's either going to discipline or make undisciplined. So there's three doctrines that he speaks of in the book of Revelation. And now I'm just about close here. Now, first of all, again, doctrine, it decorates. In other words, it makes, notice in this, in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 7, let me make sure I, I, I get there, yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 7, he says it's time to move on. You follow me? And he says it's time to go all the way to the great Euphrates River. The great, in other words, go all the way to the Euphrates. The word Euphrates means fruitfulness. I want you to bear fruit. 
I got some good news for you. Jesus says in John 15, verse 16, I command you to bring forth much fruit, much results. You have, you, you are a, you are a fruit, fruit producing machine. Everywhere you go, you should be producing results. They ought to kiss your picture when you leave the job. They ought to be tears instead of everybody celebrating. Woo! All right, they're gone. Ding dong, which is dead. No, they don't. You don't. You 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 don't want them celebrating. They ought to. They ought to be begging you, please, come back. They ought to be saying it's not the same because you're gone. I miss your smile. I miss your joy. I miss your productivity. You you have been a thermostat in this office as opposed to a thermometer. It's quiet in this place. When you move, the landlord ought to say, please, find somebody else like you. As opposed to them saying, I will, I, I will pay you to leave. When you leave, the landlord should say, this place looks better than when you moved in. Mm, it, it's, honey, it's quiet in, in some parts of the church here. <laughs> but turn your name and say, neighbor, if you messed up before, you can have a new beginning. Okay, 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 okay. So next time you leave an apartment, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you don't have to repeat that, but next time you make all things new. Yeah, you, you make all things new. Bless his holy name. The three doctrines is the doctrine of Balaam, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, and the doctrine of Jezebel. And he talks about these three doctrines that are going to cause you to go the wrong way, cause us to enter the wrong place and thus cause an accident in our lives, cause destruction in our lives, cause a head-on collision that could cause us to lose many people who are attached to our lives. The first doctrine is the doctrine of Balaam. And that's basically a doctrine which basically says money is the most important thing in my life. And that every decision you make is not based on the leading of the Lord, but it's based on money. Folks, just because if you have a choice of two jobs, just because one offers more money does not mean that that's the will of God. It's quiet in this place. You, you, you need to, you need to, <laughs> the Bible says not money is the root of all evil, but the love of money. Some of us are measuring our friendships based on money. Isn't it amazing how, as men, sadly, when we when we introduce ourselves to somebody, the first question is, what is your name? And then the second question is, what do you do? Because the answer to the second question will determine whether I'm wasting my time talking to you or not. Come, come on, folks. That, that's real. That's real. That's real. And we need to, we, we, we can't be basing our decisions on money. 
And too often, people are make basing decisions on money. Now, whatever uh, monetary value we put to a thing. And, and the love of money is a wicked doctrine. It is a wicked doctrine. Keep moving on. Then we have the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Latins. And and this is the this is the doctrine of compromise or tradition. Compromise or tradition rather than the word of God. And we we we're living in a generation on a time where people don't want the truth because Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said in John 17, 17, sanctify them, that is, separate them through your truth. And, and touch, trust me, the word of God will separate you. The word of God will separate you. When, when you declare that I am not going to have sex till I get married, that'll separate you. When, when you are, you know, when, when you are, I don't know, not swearing like everybody else. Trust me. And you know, it's not even difficult to be a Christian, to, 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 to show people you're a Christian. All you have to do is just act moral. They're going to notice. You work a certain place a while and they'll say, Hey, Leandre, what did you do? Yes, yesterday I was at church. You say I was at church long enough. They're going to get the message. You don't have to wear a billboard saying, I am a Christian. You don't have to have a Bible as big as Jupiter. All you have to do is behave in a way that's consistent to the word of God. Now, again, the Nickelodeons, Nickelodeons. <laughs> Just want to see if you're paying attention. <laughs> uh the Nicolaitans, actually, that name is a Greek word that means conqueror of people. In fact, the, that, word is that word derives the word Nike, which means conqueror of people. And so we're talking about the fact that, that these, these, these people were folks who compromised the word of God or they were traditionalists. They were doing, they were doing church based on compromising our tradition as opposed to the word of God. And we got to be very careful to not allow the world to set our values on how we are to do church. And it, it, it's okay. It's okay to do surveys and you know how do people like church, but what does the word of God say? Because we can get to a place where our services are designed to please you, but I like what Brother uh, Reverend Jeff said. It stuck in my spirit from years ago. We are here for an audience of one. Does does our worship please God, not please people? Because if it pleases people, then it's compromise. I don't know about you. How many of you were raised in a church that if a song was hot, you sang it till it was dead? Hey. Didn't matter if the Holy Spirit wanted, you know, for example, and I, I, I love this song. I love this song. 
but we can't sing oceans every Sunday. Are they going to sing my song? I'm going to sing my song. Uh, you know, and another song, granted, it's in our, it's in, in the songs that will be with the, I don't want you saying, oh, Pastor, don't as soon as he's, as soon as I can't sing oceans now because, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You know, uh, you're a good, good father. That's who you are. And, and that's wonderful. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. And the reason why I'm using those songs, because if I use songs that we grew up singing all the time, you'll say, well, what, what? <laughs> that's ancient of days. How many of you, see, this is all new to some of you, uh, but when we were growing up, how many of you grew up in a church where during worship you sat, you didn't stand? Anybody remember those days? Okay, wow, it's been a while. So okay, but I was raised in the church where you sat, and so what happened was that, uh, <laughs> so we no the the, the, the <laughs> stop it. So uh, they were saying, uh, "I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart." And what would happen is that you knew the song got to the person where all of a sudden people stand up. Anybody? Anybody remember that? The people stood up. On the song. Are you with me? I mean, if they didn't, you know, if the song's okay, I will enter. But if they sit so, what would happen as a worship leader, you knew that, oh, that's a song because everybody's standing up. So let me do it again next week. <laughs> let me do it again. And the song would be run into the ground. And you sing it until no, until people didn't stand up anymore. And that was an indication. <laughs> That the Lord wasn't in the song. No, that's not an indication. <laughs> I am having too much fun up here. <laughs> but we, we gotta be careful of compromising the Spirit of God for what we want. Doing things that are traditional. Traditional. Do, doing things that are cultural. And, and instead of scriptural, that's why you have to know the word of God. Here's, here's a heavy one. Oh, I'm, I might as well say this. I got five more minutes. Uh, we got to be careful because many of us are from different churches when we come here. And we got to be careful of taking our traditions that we were raised with and thinking that that tradition is gospel. And it's not the word, it's just our tradition. Are you with me? Okay. I remember, I'm having too much fun. We used to, how many of you come for a church where you used to tarry for the Holy Spirit? Tarry, okay, okay. Tarry, and that basically meant that you would, you know, you would be before the Lord worshiping and worshiping and eventually you would be you know, you're waiting for the Holy Spirit. Are you following me? I'll just leave it at that. So I remember I was at a service and someone's tearing for the Holy Spirit and they're saying, you know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so somebody came over to them, okay, tradition, and you no, know, they're saying, thank you, Jesus. And they grabbed them, they're like, you know, and they're doing this. And so the person was like, thank you, Jesus. I don't know if they're cranking them up. You know, thanking Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you with me? Are you with me? So, no lie, no lie. Somebody came to them, tapped them on the shoulder, said, you're doing it wrong. Go like this. I lied 
to you not. To be filled with the Holy Ghost, crank three times this way, and this time with way, and while. <laughs> first time guess, first time guess is I've never come back to this church. They're not serious about God. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. We got to be careful that even our traditions have to match up with the word of God. Jesus said, or not Jesus, Isaiah says in Isaiah 55, verse 10, 11, that the word of God will not return unto him void, but will prosper, accomplish that which he pleased, and prosper. In the thing where it said, my pastor's wife, Verna Del Turco, gets people upset in her church because the first thing she asks them when they say something is, where is it in the word? Doctrine determines everything. And then finally, the doctrine of Jezebel, which is basically when women wear sandals and red Toenail polish. No, that's not the doctrine of Jezebel. <laughs> I know some of you came from a church like that, but that's not the doctrine of Jezebel is doctrine of uh, sexual sins. Where we allow the world to shape our viewpoint on sexuality. The Bible speaks about uh Sex outside of marriage. The Bible speaks about lesbianism and gay and bisexual and transgenders. It, it, it speaks about this, and and we we need to take we need to stand. Uh, trust me, I'm not talking about that. We have to be mean and nasty. No, I'm not saying that. But we have to stand on the word of God, because the world is tr is trying to change our culture. The world is is trying to make life so that there's no difference between a man and a woman. I mean, so so there's certain things that men should do. And even saying that sounds it, it, because we've been so formed by the culture that men are afraid to be men. And what ends up happening is that instead of raising up men who who will lead their families and be responsible, we've raised a bunch of mama boys. I'll just look at the clock. Who, when the pressure hits them, they, they, they ought to be able to bear the, the pressure of leading their family in the things of God. Are, are you following me? I did. You know, there, there was a day. Uh, well, I'll, I'll speak for my household. No, I reached a certain age where, where my mother would say words like, "Wait till your, wait till your father gets home." 
And that, that when, when she said that, the fear of the Lord. You, I know you look at Reverend Green as the 86-year-old frail man, but he was not always 86. One time as a teenager, I thought I was big and bad. And he, he jumped in my face. He said, you are not too old. And I said, you know what? You're right, sir. You're right, sir. There, there, there ought to be something about that bass tone that comes into the house. Mm. It's quiet in here, but that's all right. It takes a man to raise a man. I'm not saying, and, 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 and that's why, and I, and I, I, I speak to you men, because a lot of these single moms are struggling to raise their boys. And, and we need to partner with them. It's quiet in here. We need to partner with them and say, you know what? Let me take Johnny out. Let me take Bobby out. And let me pour into him what he may not be getting from anywhere else, but the church. It's quiet in here, okay? It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. As it, When I was 19 years old, I used to drive every Sunday to Columbia Point to pick up five or six kids. And it, and, and Columbia Point, it's called Harbor Point now. It's a gated place. But it was it, it 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 was the hood back then, okay, okay. It was the hood. I'd be driving to pick up these kids and head my head's on a swivel, like okay, Jesus. But I felt it was my responsibility. Indoctrinate, indoctrinate. I'm gonna put my lovely daughter um, blast. She's not even here. So that, oh, yeah, she is here. Okay. This is a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. She's like, what are you going to say? I meant to ask you before we left, but this is a good thing. My daughter, by the grace of God, uh, uh, she she's applying for a new job. And so she, she um, asked two people to write recommendations for her. Okay. And one of them was her current employee, employer, who wrote a letter of recommendation. So uh, this, I think it was this past week, she gave her, her, the person who wrote the recommendation, a thank you card. And the person was like, wow, that's nice. Thank you very much. No, wow, no. And she said, my dad taught me that when someone does something nice for you, when they go the extra mile, you ought to say thank you, show appreciation. Did I say that right? Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Okay. And my point is that I've indoctrinated my children that people don't have to be nice. You, sh you see a child who is ungrateful, and could it be that they were raised in a house that's ungrateful? So as we move forward 
in the word. We want to make sure that we are putting in people teaching, instruction, and that's what I put, by the grace of God, my wife and I put in our children, instruction, I'll end at this point. The word instruction comes from two Latin words, instruo, which means structure on the inside. Why is that important? Because structure on the inside means that when they leave my presence, they will still do what they've been taught to do without me reminding them. You only have about 13, 18 years at best, maybe a little bit more with your child in your house. Put structure on the inside of them so that when they leave your home, they leave with the doctrine of the house. Amen. Amen.